0: Welcome or welcome back to the Inner Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Travis McKenzie. Today's show is a very special edition of the I'm Curious To Know Project. Britton Barbie is a leader amongst men, willing to step out of the darkness and share his voice, not from a place of ego, but from a place of humility, from a place of wanting to have a positive impact on his community and the world. Following the one day of hashtag IRunWithMaud outrage that we all saw across social media, Britain shared a confronting and thought provoking video titled What Would They Say About Me? describing the narrative that often accompanies race based violence and murders. I was sickened when I saw the video of Ahmed Arbery stumbling and falling to his death after being hunted and killed under the pretense of a citizen's arrest. I ran for Maud on Friday afternoon, as did my entire Strava feed. Then I moved on like I do, like we do, every single time. That was until Britain stepped up. He didn't move on. He didn't let the moment come and go. So I asked, what can I do to help? How can I use my voice and my platform to get curious and maybe make a small difference? This episode is the first step. Britain and I conversed, we were open, and we engaged in a thoughtful and positive discussion. I saw him, he saw me, and this is the best way for us to begin. There's no chance of us eradicating racism, but if we can improve by small percentage points, thousands of lives will be saved. Join me if you're willing, because I know we are all able. Please listen, enjoy, share, and please never ever forget, the time is now. What's up everybody, here we are. uh, Day 14, two weeks into the I'm Curious To Know project. It's been an amazing 14 days. I've learned so much about so many incredible people from the endurance sports world. Uh, And today might possibly be the most important discussion that I've had um, for a number of reasons. I'll kind of give you more context to that. But before I do, I wanted to introduce and welcome Britton Barbie to the show. How are you, Britton? I'm
1: doing well, Travis. Thanks for having me.
0: You yourself were uh, a football player. You're a Division I football player. Um, You you've overcome some some challenges in your time be it injuries um, and, and things like that um, you've transformed yourself into this endurance athlete through an incredible mindset and incre- incredible physical transformation and you've done some amazing things in the endurance sports world uh, and we met through 29 or 29 so 29 or 29 for those those people who don't know um, is a it's an endurance hiking event. Um, you basically walk up a hill, you catch a gondola down and you do that over and over again until you reach the vertical height of Everest. So that's how we first met. But to be honest, that's not really the reason why you're here. Uh, you know, you are an endurance athlete, but there's more that we need to talk to. I was really upset and troubled by what happened in the Ahmed Arbery case. He's gunned down in cold blood in the middle of the street while he's out running. For me, it was it could have been easy, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way. It could have been very easy to scroll past that. You watch the video, the next thing is a is a cat video or something like that, and it right. it comes into the thought comes into your mind and leaves as quickly as it came. There was tribute runs. People are hashtagging. I run with Maud. Um, I you know, and it it was touching, but then you posted something that really made me made <laughs> me stop, really made me take a moment, and really made me think. What I could personally do, what conversations do I need to be a part of and be in to get an understanding and gain knowledge of why this happens and what we can do as a human race and as a society to make sure that it never happens again. I'm gonna share the video and then I'm and then I'm gonna come back to you. So let's let's do that.
1: With no criminal record, how far would they reach? Parents bury 40 years, they educate, they both teach older brother, older sisters, masters, doctoral degrees, but I only a bachelor, something must have been off of me. Didn't go to church every Sunday, just most. Probably never helped out the needy. We found no social media posts. My wife and three kids with so much love in our home, sources say he kept to himself. Spent too much time on his phone. He's too passionate, too aggressive. It came off his arrogance. He made people uncomfortable by his size and appearance. Shot broad day, viral clip view like it's nothing. People comment, LOL, I guess he shouldn't have been running. And when they see that I'm clean with no bad image to tell, tell me to anyone I've ever met that stepped foot inside jail. What would they say about me? What would they say about you? I pray we start living a way that they never get
0: the chance to. I get chills watching it over again. What do you think when you see that?
1: I'm not typically one to post a a whole lot. I felt that um, just like inside myself, I felt, you know, my spirit was telling me that I needed to get that message out. It was never intended to be to to rhyme or anything like that at first. And then it, it just sort of developed that way. And really... What got me thinking was I, in training for these different events, I'm always outside, I'm always running. And um, my brother had sent me just a picture. You know, we all have our, you know, Strava apps and Garmin watches. And, you know, we are so focused on making sure that you start the time so that you can see once you finish the time. And, you know, one of the questions that we were talking about is imagine starting that watch and never getting the chance to hit stop. When I set off on a run, normally our thought is, is, yeah, you know, I got forty five minutes. I got an hour or whatever. Let me just get through this. It's never crossed my mind that I could be out here in the same situation, running by new construction. The same thing happening to me. That I tell my wife, "Hey, I'll be back in an hour." And the next call she gets is, uh, "I've been shot in the, in the middle of the street." You know. So that's what got me thinking about. Well, what what would happen if that was me? Because, like like you mentioned. I think too often we've become so desensitized to what we see because it's not real to most people it's it's theatrical almost you know we scroll Instagram or Facebook and you see some horrible act happen and we don't know the people so we just keep scrolling like you said to yeah. find a cat video what I wanted to make sure everyone understood was that you know Ahmad who was who was gunned down the first thing people say is well what did he do wrong and that's the problem is is it's it's so quick to be well, there's a justification for a broad daylight murder. It's never, you know, the the opposite way. It's never why were the why did these actions take place? So that's what got me thinking. What would be said if if that were to be the person? Because you know, the first thing that they say is uh, in the in the cases, you know, he got in trouble in 2015. This was said about him. That was said about him. And it's all sources. But then you see his family talking about how good he is, and people say, well, of course his family likes him but we know one person from high school who said they heard one time he did this that just gives us the opportunity it gives you know everyone the opportunity to justify that it's okay and then we move on we hashtag that we run with him and then we move on to the next thing because unfortunately there are so many
0: i've lived a sheltered life i'm from australia you know, I grew up in a, you know, well-to-do middle-class family. We never wanted for anything. I've spent the last 11 years in North America. I've lived in some of the biggest cities. I don't have an understanding, and I also am kind of nervous and afraid that I'm going to say the wrong thing by trying to engage in the conversation. And that's what I express to you is, where does yeah. this conversation start and how can I be a part of it to make it better? Because I know that you've had your own experiences with racism. You've had your own experiences with right. dealing with these Issues And I want to be a friend and I want to be a citizen and a human being that takes care and looks out for fellow human beings and fellow citizens of the world. I don't just want to stand by as an apathetic Mm -hmm. bystander anymore.
1: Honestly, what we do is exactly what we're doing now. And, you know, it doesn't even have to be black, white, you know, uh, born in America, born elsewhere. Racism blends the lines of so many different things. It blends classism. And ultimately, people just want to protect their own kind. It's, it's selfishness almost. Um, I want to take care of me and my people, and I don't want anybody to step in on that. And so the conversation starts from just creating awareness. You and I connected uh, just but a few weeks ago, and here we are having, you know, some of the most impactful conversations just one-on-one that we've had. It's through these conversations that that we spread that and and not being afraid um, to have that conversation because too many people are waiting to be told what to think. Too many people are waiting to be told, you know, if you see a black man at night, it's it's, it's dangerous because their parents told them that, uh, movies told them that, or if you see someone who is of a different religion than you, well, they're dangerous because... Of whatever. So there's always going to be that. And I think the reason people don't like the conversation, honestly, is because it's too big of a goal. You know, when people sit back and say, Well, how do we end racism? We won't. And ultimately we have to change the goal. If we really look at saying how do we end racism, you know, ultimately we'll fail. But if we say how can we improve on the awareness of people understanding that it really boils down to, you know, just being
0: human. It seems it seems simple. It's not simple. It's uncomfortable to engage. Like I, you know, one of the the beautiful things of this pandemic is that we're now becoming more connected to the people that we potentially don't know. People are waving to each other in the street, whereas, you know, in the past, they would have just put their head down and looked at their phone and continued walking. So I think that, like, maybe this is an opportunity for us to get a little bit uncomfortable and acknowledge our neighbor and talk to our neighbor and try and get an understanding of of who they are and what they're going through. We're all suffering from the same thing. We're suffering from the same affliction of being locked in our houses and there's this pandemic. So there is this connectedness that we haven't had before, but it's still uncomfortable to have a conversation or sit down with someone you don't know who's from a different background, maybe a different religion, a different race, different upbringing and have a real conversation and get to know them
1: one of the things that you said that made me think is you know all of us are better than one of us you know through this pandemic you have seen it you have people you know um getting to know your neighbors simple things i mean growing up we knew everyone on the block and that's not really the case anymore because everybody does their own thing um and that's partly i think just the advancement of everyone trying to get ahead and trying to do more and i'm guilty of it myself um, but this has caused us to to slow down a little bit, get to know people. You know that requires vulnerability, and it's not cute, it's not sexy to be big and and share your feelings because that's we've yeah. been taught that that's not good. Really, that's where the best conversations lie. I mean, um, you know, you you sharing how you overcame your, you know, getting hit by a car. You know, just on a whim, I mean, you, you, you're able to learn so much about a person through their story and everybody has a story. Yeah, everyone's so centrally focused on me and my agenda that we forget that Travis McKenzie has a story, that Brynn Barbie has a story. The sharing of those stories is how we uh, navigate through all this so that there can be a better understanding of how to treat people you know, thinking about it, no one's ever going to classify themselves in in a world full of classifications, whether it's political parties, races, religions, different things like that. No one's ever going to self-classify as a racist. You know, I don't, I don't like black people, but I'm not racist because I would never murder one. You know, it's the justification of, well, you know, I'm not against Muslims. I just don't want to talk to them. So I'm not racist. And so that's the problem. It's the, it's the fear of the unknown, someone different than me, It's like a new kid showing up to school who looks different, you know, uh, and all of a sudden he's going to steal your spot on the baseball team. You don't like him because of how he looks. So you find that one thing that you can hate him for.
0: You have had instances where you've been targeted. You've been, you know, there's been racism directed towards you. You've been stopped while you're out running. So this isn't some far-fetched idea or ideal that you hold. It's something that you've experienced yourself.
1: Right. You know, and I think that that's part of the reason why I posted the video, because people who know me um, outside of work, at work, um, they know I'm a pretty intense guy. You know, I'm about performance and pushing, you know, pushing the limit. But what they don't see, you know, when I do get home late at night and I do go for a run, uh, the thought of being followed by a cop while you complete your run because he's patrolling the area. Ask you where you're where, what is your address? Hey, it's dangerous. Why don't you hop in the car and I'll take you home? Um, It's hard to fathom for so many people because they would say, well, why would a police officer pull you over if you're just running? Now, if you're snooping around, then I understand. You see that that's where the that's where people start to say, well, you wouldn't just get pulled over. The first time that it happened, my wife was like blown away, but she she knew that it happened. You know, we have these community Facebook groups and, you know, there's a men's, there's a women's. It's not uncommon for people to say, hey, I saw a large black man walking a dog. Be careful. I don't know about you. I have an Australian Labradoodle and it's got <laughs> a pink leash. It's about 35 pounds. If, if, you know, if that's scary to somebody, cause I'm just out here trying to get time on my feet, you know, that, that, that's, that's unfortunate. And so, yeah, I've been pulled over. Um, you know, I've lived in my neighborhood for three years um, and I have been pulled over three times. And, It just blows people away because the thought of being pulled over is where you were speeding, you ran a red light, you did something, man. I'm running about a 12 minute mile. I am not moving fast. You know, that's something that I, that I have to just have to deal with. And I normally run with the hood on, not from a sense of I'm, I'm up to any, anything wrong. I like to wear hot clothes when it's hot. I've had to make that adjustment in my head that this might not be the best case because, um, as I mentioned before, my whole idea of working out is to stay in shape so I can be here for my family. Um, it never crossed my mind that me wearing a hood, being six one, weighing 285 pounds, that could also me be out working out. Could be the reason that I'd never come back home. Yeah. And so those are just the things that I, I wanted people to understand that, that it happens. Uh, unfortunately, too often what you see is is the anger and the hatred from know from the black community i'm blessed to i I grew up i'm biracial my my mother's caucasian my father's african-american and so i I never grew up seeing color we didn't really know what that was i didn't learn i was black in the eyes of others until i was eight or nine years old seeing these things happen to people that know me um, it it, kind of sheds light on it it creates awareness because otherwise you know, when you don't know somebody, it's no different than a, a show that you see on Netflix. Yep. It's no different than a movie because normally we watch these shows. And if you think about it, the best shows show the persecution of some type of people, be it Jewish, be it be it black, you know, be it Muslim, uh, people who've been persecuted. Those are the shows that people love to watch because they they can't fathom that people would be treated in such a way. Because well, yep. I would never treat somebody that way. But the reality of it is, is it happens simply just because people are. Just because people are different and so my dad always taught me to to handle it with education you know because like i said i don't get offended if someone calls me a nigger i just don't that's me personally now i'm not saying if somebody else gets offended by it uh that they're wrong i'm just saying how i've been raised is why would i elicit the response that they want if someone has in their head that they're going to call me a name regardless of the you know the notoriety around the name or how bad the term is Why would I respond in the way that's going to help, you know, submit exactly what it was they thought? See, there he goes. They're ignorant. They're aggressive. That's why they're less than. But when you when you hold the education and you don't let words affect you, my mom said, never let someone's words, you know, like keep you in a spot. If you don't believe that's what you are, that's not what you are. It's the education, that's just what we, have, what we have to have.
0: It gives me goosebumps that you've even had to experience that because I, I would, no one would ever come up to me and say, you know, you're white or you're this or you're whatever and I don't have to worry. I don't, I've never had to have that thought in my head of I'm gonna come back to someone with education because they use a derogatory, right. um, hateful term towards me. But the fact that you had to have that teaching from your parents makes me sick. Sure.
1: Well, you know, it is unfortunate. You know, it's one of those things that, um, you know, hearing you say that—that's actually the first time I've ever thought of the fact that I've—I've I've had that training. I've been so focused on the fact that I don't let words really affect me that I've never realized that you haven't had that same training or haven't had to—to to be in that thought process. And so, it's—it's it, it's real. It's out there. I think it's—it's it's how we choose to, how we choose to respond to it—is—is is really, uh, really what's going to be the most impactful. As we look to move forward and say, okay, well, how can we do this? And and look, I understand there's so much pain out there. there there's there's an article every day you can find that's the yeah. tough part about the news is it's so easy to find bad things. So we're classically conditioned to assume the worst. Um, if I'm walking down the street, well, it could be dangerous. This could be bad for me because I saw a movie once and that's that's what's in our mind. And 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 I just think that we have to get to a spot where we're moving. Forward, just through being positive, sharing positive stories. But there's so much pain around what's happened, um, especially white, black in America. You know, black and and, in police in, in America. There's a lot of mistrust because just when you think things might be going well, something else happens. And now, with how quickly things can be recorded, access to information. You know, if you find out that there was some kind of murder and a cop was involved, and it was a black teenager, and they turned their camera off left unknown people are going to come to their own conclusion and yeah. unfortunately that pain is there and and i don't i don't know that the pain is going to go away for everybody but the only thing that we can really do you ask how how do we start this conversation it, it starts with the people that you know and mm-hmm. and we spread that out through through lifting people up just in a positive way that that's that's really yeah. the only thing that's going to, going to get us moving forward
0: I think of social media and I think of the story you told me or you're telling now of everyone comes to the worst conclusion. They see the video, the guy turns it off. Then all of a sudden there's a, you know, a a black kid is killed, but there's also some positives. I feel like there's been these opportunities where justice has been served because of these types of campaigns where people bring light to these situations that possibly would have just been swept under the rug in the past that no one heard of, no one knows of. There's no justice done. There's no resolution. So for every bad thing i also think it brings to light more opportunity for justice more opportunity for people to be educated and learn and have connections like we've had
1: i, I agree 100 percent. i mean um there, there are so many positives that do happen uh, because i think what happens is when when something does go say viral for instance if people do see it and say hey this is this isn't right i think the pain that that i was mentioning beforehand really what it is is people just want to be heard i mean how would anyone feel, regardless of race, if one of their family members was out yeah. for a job and was gunned down? and then the only coverage that it's getting is the guys that shot them were doing you know a civil duty. They were making a citizen's a lawful citizen's arrest. and and all all people really want to do is be heard. Yeah. and And so sometimes it does unfortunately take to get the the attention of of you know the world today it's gotta be a catchy hashtag. There's gotta be some kind of clip to get people's attention. When really the only thing people are crying out for is a little help and just um, to be seen in a light that uh, people just wanna be treated like people.
0: I wanna go back to that feeling that I had where I scroll through, I see, I actually see this, I see Ahmad get shot in the street and he tries to run away and he falls to the ground. It, It disturbed me and it disturbed my wife, but how so many people would have just moved past that. Like. Are we so conditioned to seeing this stuff on TV and in movies that all of a sudden when it's real, we can't distinguish between fake and reality? It's sad that, that, that that's the case.
1: I, I absolutely think that's where we are. We become so immune to wrongdoing. We become so immune to um, cameras being everywhere and catching everything. When Kobe Bryant's helicopter escaped, you know, you have sheriffs on the scene taking pictures to share with people because they're, yeah. oh, look, I was at the scene. Here's a picture of Kobe Bryant. People can say that they're just chasing attention. Everybody, you know, that's where it gets back into the, the selfishness of where all this breeds from. Hate comes from being selfish. Um, and a lot of people who are that way are not educated. They don't understand um, their actions. Um, you know, I was told a long time ago, the most you know, disappointed part of being an adult is growing up and realizing that everyone's just a bunch of kids. And, you know, at 23 years old, I heard that and I'm thinking, nah, everyone's going to think how I think. If, I, if I'm if i here and I work hard and I know I want to get to here, everyone at the level is going to think like I think. And then I got there, people upset they're not getting invited to parties. I'm talking men in their 50s, upset over this, that, and the other. I I, I can't understand, <laughs> like, how that would hurt someone's feelings. But yet everyone's got their own story, right? Like we talk about. So when people get their feelings hurt and they react in a different way. and When we see things on social media, uh, sometimes right, wrong or indifferent, you know, there's always that comment section. That's why I said in the video, you know, shot broad day, viral clips viewed like it's nothing. And then you just go down and people are like, well, you know, he was running. He must have been up to no good. And then they just grow on about the next day. They're checking their fantasy football. They're sending something they think is funny because it's not real to them. Yeah. And it's really not real to anybody outside of that circle of people, unless you're a part of, uh, you know, I'm not, an, I'm not, you know, I've never been in in, in that level. Obviously, I've had anything around me of, of that great tragedy. But, you know, imagine how the family feels when they're having to defend the life of someone who was just murdered. It's not real. TV, movies and all these different things have made it. It's Netflix. I mean, Instagram, to most yeah. people, is just um you know, it's it's not real because I don't know that person. Therefore, I don't care about that person. Therefore, the fact that two white men, you know, shot this guy in the middle of the street, I'm not racist. So I'm just going to move
0: on. You know, I want to spend the last kind of 15 minutes we have here together to really think about what people can do, what people at home can do. What can you and I do? What can we do that's going to make a difference? You know, as you said earlier, we're not going to solve racism. We're not going to eradicate racism what can we do to make it a little bit better to save lives? Like that's what you said to me. We had yeah. a conversation yesterday, talk about percentages. That's like tens of thousands of lives okay. that are saved just by a small percentage of us getting better and this happening less.
1: Right. Well, like, like I mentioned, I think it's conversations just like this, you know, and I appreciate you using your platform to touch on a topic like this. It takes courage from someone in your position to do that. And you may not see it that way but it really does because sometimes what people don't want to do is they don't want that label. They don't want that Mm -hmm. label of, Oh, well now, you know, all of a sudden Britain Barbie's a black activist. I'm a, apparently I'm a black Panther now, you know, and, and, and not even really knowing what that means, but well, Travis McKenzie, he's using his platform to highlight real issues. You know, you think of people in the past who have used their platform to, to stand up for something that's right in the time that they do it, they are, the most hated, uh, you know, they get drugged through the mud Their whole image is ruined. Nelson mm. Mandela, you know, Muhammad Ali, you know, these people that have done these things that in the moment, they take so much hatred to, to risk everything, you know, so that you can, that you can get your point across is a big deal. But like I was mentioning with you, we have this conversation, this video gets shared. People watch it. They take the time to say, Hey, like you, you said, Hey, I'm curious. I don't, I don't know. How do we have this conversation? Will yeah. we just do it. We talk. And then from there, you know, it, it sparks conversations with other people. And, and like I said, it doesn't even have to be white, black. It, it's all different beliefs and understanding that really all that we're trying to do is, is know strangers better. You know, not everyone thinks the way that we do. You know, you and I can come from two different sides and come up with the same conclusion and how we got yeah. there is totally different. You, you have these conversations to where, you know, if you're standing in line for the bus, you're standing in line, you know, to get food. You know, do you like you said? Do you have your phone? Do you have your phone in your hand, head down? You're missing out on so much. Like, what's the worst that can happen if you you tell someone good morning? People get political, and that ends friendships. That ends relationships. As adults, we have to understand we can like different things and still get along. It's it's the conversations of of just being aware that uh, what people face. It, it's also you know, taking action, like you said, I think one of the most impactful things that, that in, in the short time of knowing you, that, that you said was, you know, everyone ran with the mob, but then what do we do? Yeah. You know, after the hashtag, what do we do? What's next? You know, yeah. so the next time that you're, you're, you're at a, you're at a stoplight, do do you all of a sudden, you know, say someone cut you off in traffic, whatever it is, do you immediately say exactly, you know, in your head, you know, something about that person because how they look, yeah. you're still a part of the problem because until you can sit across from someone who's different than you and not be fearful of them um, and have the humility to realize that we're all the same we're all the same regardless of social status or whatever
0: and i think it's you know it's idealistic and that's okay i think we can have this 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 idealistic view that things can be better because if we don't if we play into well I can't make enough of a difference, so I'm not even going to start and I'm not even going to try, then we've lost. I think we need to start with this goal of like we can have an impact and we can make a difference and it's fucking scary. It is scary to put yourself out there and I think like part of the nervousness for me before this conversation was I don't want to say something wrong. I don't want to be someone who is trying to sound like they understand and they're trying to make a point and they say something wrong and I think that that is probably... The way a lot of people feel and i think that you know that is something that we we need to consider like we need to consider like where's the judgment from both sides that we don't have to be perfect in that conversation to make a difference
1: you know, my wife and I were talking about this earlier. You know, she had a friend who who said, "Hey, listen, uh, her friend who's black." She said, "I cannot be the person that you ask all your black questions to." This conversation yeah. has to come from 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 awareness. Uh, you you can't say, "Well, I know this one black person. I'm gonna reserve all my questions for said black individual." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it doesn't work that way, you know, because then then you're getting one side. Yeah. You know, you're only getting one perspective. So you have these conversations and, and, and you know, Trav, there's nothing that you can say wrong because I know you're coming from a place of, of, of genuine curiosity. You know, yeah. you're saying, hey, how can we do this? So who would I to say, hey, I'm ready to have a conversation about how we can move this forward. And you ask me something and then all of a sudden I get offended. That would mm-hmm. literally be going back on everything that I'm saying is about moving forward. I, I think both sides, you know, for, for, for the the people who have, have been oppressed in a certain way, right? You have to be willing to have the conversation, remove the ego from it, because if someone's genuinely asking, how can how can we make this better? You have to be okay as the person that's having that conversation to to answer it in a way that doesn't elicit the argument because that's yeah. what I was about. You know, if someone's trying to, someone like you is trying to move forward, you know, I could pull the classic, oh, well, but what about slavery? Travis McKenzie can't can't do anything about that. I yeah. can't do anything about that. But what we can do is we can we can move forward. So, you know, I would even say drop the drop the worry. And if someone, you know, if I, if someone comes to me and says, Hey, I, I you know, I have someone I work with was like, I've never experienced anything like you have experienced. What should I know? I said, Hey, where, where do you want to start? And like you said, you know, a lot of people don't even want to start because the, the yeah. it, it's so big, the concept's so big, but it's momentum. You know, mm. if, if people start having these conversations, and then it's it's not just tens, it's hundreds, it's thousands. And then in those instances, where we don't have those trigger responses to when you see something going wrong, when you can step out and say this isn't right. You know, yeah. you never know. You know what people don't realize is how many conversations save lives. Whether it be you you make someone's day, and so they, they don't commit suicide, they don't do this, they don't do this hateful act because they were shown love. Because really, that's what's missing. Is that yeah. connection, that sense of belonging. That only
0: happens through conversations. People want to be seen and people want to be heard and they want to be understood. And I think that, you know, it's probably, uh, we'd be remiss to say to, to someone to go out and just have a conversation about race with someone they don't know. So I think you have to set right. the boundaries and you have to set the expectations with each other that it is a safe place, that we can have this conversation. There's not going to be offense. There's not going to be these things. So, you know, maybe it is that moment of, Hey, I want to learn and I want to know, and the other person on the other side has to be willing to engage with you. Um, Otherwise, there is that risk of offending someone or not having the right words to to express yourself.
1: Yeah, I I wouldn't recommend walking up to someone and saying, (laughs) "Hey, tell me how hard it is to be black in America." Um, Yeah. But through learning more about people, if you're genuinely interested in other people you'd be you'd be amazed at, at at what comes of it. You know, so if the conversation starts off with you know learning about that individual, what's the most interesting thing going on in your life right now? You know, through that, through conversation, genuine conversation, It doesn't mean that you you can't have an endpoint hey, I want to learn more about this individual and what it is that they face because it's not something that I do. And then from this conversation, you share it with your wife. She shares it with the colleague. And so yeah. it starts creating the awareness of this is a real problem. This is what's, what's happening. To be a part of the solution, I just can't be silent. There might be people watching this who say, no, I mean, I have great, you know, relationships with everybody. There's probably because everybody who puts themselves into a a class, um, race, religious, you know, whatever, there's always going to be that feeling of you're an outsider and you're different than somebody else. What you practice is different than everybody else. And how can we be more accepting of it through conversation and um, the familiarity of it's okay that you don't do the same thing for me? And honestly, there's so much pressure for people to do what everybody else is doing that so many people spend all their time waiting to be told what to do. And until people start thinking for themselves, I mean, there's so much happiness out there. Happiness is free. It's just that you choose to see that.
0: That's a great point. Like you're you're a happy guy. You're a positive guy. You have an amazing family. You have an amazing career. You've got goals you've set for yourself. You're pursuing them on a daily basis. So this isn't, you know, to give some context on you as a human being, this isn't, You're not sitting in this and dwelling on this day to day. You're living your life the best way you possibly can. And you took a moment in time to acknowledge and recognize that something needed to be said and something needs to be done in that moment.
1: That's me doing my part. Um, Like I said, when I went out for a run and I I felt that I felt that on my heart to kind of say, because um, the connections that I've made with posting one video started a conversation with so many people. So the exact thing that we're saying needs to happen um, is already happening because people are saying, Hey, I, you know, I, I never knew that. And, you know, and unfortunately, the way that I operate, I'm a big like, hey, you know, obstacles come, overcome it, keep going, keep going, keep going. So I don't really reflect on the things that have happened to me. Um, sometimes yeah. my wife points out things that happened to me, because I just brush them off. If someone's really going to be a certain way, treat me a certain way, just because uh, of how my skin is. And that's on them. I mean, I'm, it's not on, it's not on me to change their heart. All I can really do is show with my actions. I'm not going to give them the response that they want. You you walk away from it. That's really what what it is. We just have to continue putting it out there that you know this is real. It's day to day. We don't fix it tomorrow. It's not fixed in a week. Uh, but what when you look up in a year? If yeah. you if you even say I'll even Travis say this. If you can have one meaningful conversation with somebody that's different than you, every month. Yeah. That's 12 in a year, you know, Jesse's big on math. So, you know, you can sit there and say, well, if I did, you know, one a week, that's 52 meaningful conversations that you have. And then from there it just keeps growing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you you know, you talked about this platform and I, I feel very grateful to be able to have conversations with different people than myself, people who have, you know, different backgrounds, but the trouble is, and this has been something that's always on my mind, the endurance sports world that I'm well immersed in and have kind of lived my life in is, uh, is traditionally white males. There's inequality in, in female participation. There's an inequality in African-American and other races. It's traditionally white males. So that's, you know, you look at people I've had on the show and they're people that are in this world. So I, you know, I'm yeah. very determined that it may not happen within this platform. It may not happen within this world. I, I commit to and make a goal of providing better representation on this particular show and this particular platform, but there's also other platforms and there's other ways. I don't have to record every conversation I have. You and I can get on the phone once a week and have this and talk about this, reflect back and set goals for each other. And it's a two-way street. It's not a one-way street at all. Like you, you have a responsibility as much as I have a responsibility to to bring this to light and to move the ball down the field. So, you know, long way of saying, yes, I'm grateful for this platform and shortwave saying it's not only just going to happen here for me. Like people don't need to see me having these conversations every time.
1: I agree with you hundred percent. I think that that's, um, you know, touching on the endurance world. Um, I didn't know what endurance sports was. I obviously I'm a, I'm a shot put guy. I was never running long distance. Okay. So that world of, you know, going and doing these hundred mile races and different things that I've been introduced with uh, with Jesse and, and, and Mark and these guys is uh, something that um, it became less about the the distance and it came more about the mindset. And so I mm-hmm. think the awareness of having different people on and I would never sit back and think that you haven't tried to have it. But like you said, I, I honestly think in the 29029 29 community, I'm one of very few because it's it's something it's a platform that people would say, well, that's not for me. All, all that you're trying to do is find like-minded people. Um, yeah. And that's why I have fully immersed myself into, you know, Build Your Life Resume 29029, these different things. I, I'm one of a very few different looking individuals, but I'm okay with that. Uh, you know, if I was in a room full of people that all look like me, I'm still going to find a way to stand out. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm going to figure out a way to, to talk to people and, and bring people in and introduce people to different worlds. If you're not trying something new, um, you're not pushing yourself. You know, I ran a last minute marathon just to see if I could. And, and you're either going to fail or run farther than you've ever ran. And I did both. I completed yeah. a marathon and that's the furthest I've ever gone. But it has yeah. to be, like you said, two way.
0: Yeah, I applaud you. I, I applaud the way that you live your life. Um, I applaud the way that you have handled this situation with me. I applaud the way that you show up every week. Uh, the questions, your curiosity. Um, your presence within out within that community, within the broader community, within you know the the world, uh, is something that I look up to and I applaud, uh, and I appreciate you being so open and honest and and vulnerable and being able to share and educate and provide knowledge, and it's it's meaningful. So I really appreciate you for that.
1: Thank you. I thank you for uh, giving the opportunity to have the conversation. Like I told you. If, if, if anything this conversation does is um, if it starts someone else having one, then I feel like we were successful. I feel like yeah. uh, what was on my heart, you know, last Saturday and how everything kind of just just, you know, you're in the middle of this. The idea of you having the show where you're doing, uh, you know, a segment a day. I mean, that's that's tough stuff, man. Uh, but you're getting it done. I mean, for this yes. to come out of, out of nowhere, um, it needed to be said. It's a conversation that needs to be had. And it's something that doesn't
0: need to stop. Your legend. Let's uh, let's do this again. Uh, let's stay in touch. Let's sure. have more of these conversations. I um, I want to provide people with an opportunity. If they do want to reach out to you, they want to talk to you. What's the best way for them to get in touch? Share share your details. Share your share your information so we can make sure that yeah yeah yeah.
1: Uh, probably just my Instagram. Um, it's just my name, Britton Barbie. Uh, at Britton Barbie. I love the conversation, um, and it, it's something that if, if the more that it's had, uh, the better. So, um, I'm happy to, I would love to do this again because I hope from this questions come in and I think they will, uh, people are going to want to say, well, what are the steps? And, 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 you know, you and I talked about it. We don't know what the steps are, but we're saying is we got to figure out what, what the steps should be. And I think we can all do that together.
0: Mate, this has been super powerful. Um, life changing for me, honestly. Uh, and if people want to join a thoughtful discussion, uh, you know, how to find me, you know, how to find Britain and, uh, Yeah, we're here. We're all in this together. Thanks for listening. If you made it this far, you too have a responsibility. Please share this episode with a friend, a family member, or someone who needs to hear this. We can all be a part of the solution. Thank you again for being here. I hope you enjoyed the show.